Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Chill Chat, the weekly Chinese language learning podcast that breaks down vocabulary and grammar and provides listening practice through natural conversations about culture, trends, and other useful topics. Each weekly episode is accompanied by show notes and a transcript, so you can follow along and do the exercises with us. We also provide grammar lessons and guided readings connected to each weekly topic. If you would like to have access to this material, check out a free sample on Bi. Chinese. Just click the link below. 我是 Karen, broadcasting from Shenzhen, China. 我是 Bai Wei, broadcasting from Houston, Texas. Two weeks ago, we asked you guys to send us some questions about Mandarin or personal questions about us, and we got some great questions from our Chilling Chinese members, and we're going to answer them today. So today's chill chat is Q and A episode. Yeah, today's chill、yes. chat is super chill. We're just gonna relax and answer some questions. Also, we're gonna try to answer them all. So let's take a look. All right, first question is gonna come from Joy. What led to the international move? I listened to the episode about moving, but didn't quite understand the juicy story behind it or why. Also, say hi to the cats for me. We will. Thank We you will. For the question, Joy. For those who don't know, 我们会从中国深圳搬到美国休斯顿，那为什么呢？第一，因为我们想买房子，不是公寓，我们想买一个房子，带院子的。所以在深圳，我们真的承担不了这个房价，房价实在是太高了。深圳没有房子，所以这个是第一个原因。Yeah. Main reason is because we wanted to buy a house in the U.S. It's just a little more conducive to our situation, to our goals, and it just、mm-hmm. makes more financial sense to us. Second reason: I was away from family for over six years, although I visited, and then during COVID, I was away for two and a half years. Didn't see family for over two、mm-hmm. and a half years, so I just wanted to be closer to my family and.、Mm. Houston kind of met both of those goals. Yeah, and it was very difficult for Byway to go back to the states during COVID. Both of us are a little bit scared of that happening again. So that's also another reason. Yep. So that's it. Pretty boring answer. Sorry, Joy. Nothing juicy about it. <laughs> It's just、uh, we want to be able to buy a house.、So. <laughs> very practical reasons. 是的。Yeah. 好，第二个问题是方科的问题。他说 "How did you two meet?" No juicy story behind this one either. Oh, it's a little juicy. <laughs> it's a little juicy. Come on. We are through a friend. This friend is my colleague. It's Baiwei's friend. He invited us to see his performance. Then we met. Yeah, so Karen and I had a mutual friend.、Um, it was her colleague at the time, and he was just a, a part of my friend group. I was hanging out with, playing music with at the time. Hmm.、Um, and 对对对 he played in a band one night after I was working like an extra job, I think, and I almost didn't go. I was invited to his concert, and I thought, eh, heck, I'll go. Why not? And、uh, yeah, that's where I met Karen. Is at a concert in Shenzhen, like an indie concert, like an indie rock kind of. Like、um, obscure kind of place. What was the the name of the bar? Is Brown Sugar Jar, right? 对
Fun fact about that: our friend actually introduced us to each other, and then later on, Karen came up to me and talked to me. Wasn't the other way around. Ha <laughs> ha! Just letting you know. <laughs> just, just can't wait to say that, can you? <laughs> you were very outgoing. 对 ，By the way, guys, if you hear any cat meowing, that's my cat. I apologize. They have the zoomies at the moment. 好的，那我们再看下一个问题是 Jackie Wendy. Oh no, 不好意思，下一个问题是 Jackie Wendy 的问题。Are you considering other platforms or expansions to improve opportunity for listeners to learn Chinese? For example, a language learning app or chat rooms. Hmm. This is a very good question. Actually, I have been thinking of making a podcast app where you can listen to our podcast and look at the transcript at the same time. If you click on the sentence, it'll go to where the podcast is at, and you can also kind of click on the words. You'll see the English translation, for instance. You know, kind of a more interactive kind of transcript. Yeah, I think that would be good. Even though the platform we have now, I think, is really, really good. I use it every week. I really like the guided reading. You're able to click on the characters and see the meaning and pinyin, and you can also click the audio to listen. Unfortunately, I lack skills and knowledge in making apps. So, if any of you guys know anything about app developing, you can send me an email. I really appreciate it. Next question comes from Elise. All right. Okay. So Elise wants to know about、um, replying more naturally in texts. So responding to a suggestion in English, we might say that sounds great or that sounds good, or maybe we would say, "Let me know what works best for you," or even just how to get a conversation started in text. I would also be interested in how to use the phrase "dui shama shama lai shuo." Also, I've been curious about picking Chinese names. Are names more neutral, or are there masculine and feminine names? Three questions in one, which is fine. They're all great questions, Elise. We will tackle them one by one. Some of the sentences you can translate directly, but some you just cannot in Chinese. We don't have a total equivalence. For instance, that sounds good. You can say 听起来很棒 but that's just not what most. Native speakers would say this is kind of a cultural difference. This kind of、um, phrases that we use in American culture are kind of specific to that. I mean, they might say like "howa"、uh, or something like that.、Mm, actually, "howa" is the most common reply for "great" or "sounds good." We say "howa." That's the most natural way you can reply in texting. And then for the phrase, "Let me know what works best for you," it'd probably just be "kaima" or something like that, right? Yeah, you can、uh, suggest a solution and ask the other person, 可以吗 Or you can say, 你方便吗 Is it convenient for you? Oh, okay. Or you can say, 你怎么样最方便呢你怎么样最方便 Ooh, what's most convenient for you? If it's just me texting to a Chinese friend, I would probably say, 你怎么样方便呢或者你怎么样方便都行 ，something like that. Oh, what whatever works for you. 你怎么样方便都行 Ooh, I like that one. Okay. 好的 How to start a conversation in text? Hmm. 你好 <laughs> Can't go wrong with it. That's a great starter with people you are not familiar with. 
let's say you just added a repair guys WeChat. You can start with ni hao, but with friends,、mm-hmm. it's weird to say ni hao. True. If you're talking to friends, I got one. Ni zai gama. Ah,、uh, ni zai gama. What are you doing? Right. If you're just texting a friend out of the blue, wouldn't you say that? Zai gama.、Right? No. <laughs> with friend, <laughs> it's kind of weird <laughs> to say. What are you doing now? <laughs> um, it, I I would say this one depend. It depends. In some situations, you can't say ni zai gama. What are you doing? The reason I said that is because I've heard kids say that to each other who are close friends. Because I,、yeah. I teach Chinese kids and I just pay attention to the way they talk to each other. And sometimes I'll just walk up to each other ni zai gama. I would say for people you have a crush on, for your romantic partner, for your very very good friends, you can say ni zai gama. But for normal friends or colleagues who you contact not like every day, it's weird to say "ni zai gama" as a conversation starter. It's a little inv- invasive. So with normal friends or colleagues, we don't small talk that much. We would probably just cut to the chase and start with whatever you want to do or want to say. Yeah, the Chinese is very direct like that. That's true. Um, how to use the phrase 对 somebody 来说 Yeah, so 对 something 来说 is always 对 a person 来说 For instance, 对我来说 in my opinion, or for me. So 对 somebody 来说 is just for this person. 比如对我们来说搬到美国是一个重要的决定 For us, moving to America is The a very important decision. Yes. 对学生来说，去餐厅吃饭太贵了 Very good. Yes.、Mm. For students, eating at a restaurant is expensive. So, 对 somebody 来说 means for someone. Okay. 然后第三个问题是，我们怎么起名字 Yeah, I like this question. So, are there more masculine and more feminine Chinese names? Yes, there are. And once you start to get a feeling of Chinese, and you hear a lot of names, you'll start to hear this. Like,、uh, remember the app that we had a sponsorship from, like two years ago? That was like a Chinese language learning app. Remember that? They have video lessons of conversations. Yes, and in one of those video lessons, there was a girl and a guy like talking to each other, and the girl's name was Xiao Lili, wasn't it? Wang Lili. Wang Lili, yeah. And then the guy's name was Zhao Yang. So you can kind of hear Wang Lili very feminine, Zhao Yang. Yeah, that's much more masculine. My Chinese name is a quite masculine name, Bai Wei. 对 you would hardly see Wei in a girl's name. So how we pick Chinese names? Usually, parents pick their kid's name, and they kind of just choose a character or two from the dictionary based on the sound and the meaning. And there are some characters that generally don't appear in names, such as anything about food, for instance, or da big. You just don't really see them in names. And there are some specific characters that are more commonly used for names, such as Bai Wei the Wei, which means mighty. Some other examples are Qiang or Liang. Those are more masculine and more feminine characters, Li. Beautiful, e, which means happy, xiu, which means excellent,、mm-hmm. 
So those are more feminine characters, and there are some characters that are gender neutral, and you will see in both male and female names, such as si, which means to think, or jia means good or excellent. If you want to pick a Chinese name and you're not sure, you just have to ask a native speaker. It's kind of an intuitive feeling when you start to learn Chinese. What is more masculine and feminine? So definitely talk to a native speaker. Ask them what the meaning is. Ask them. Is this normally a girl's name, guy's name, neutral name? Yeah. 下一个问题是 Brian 的问题 Can you explain 背 and 差不多背 is used in passive voice. For instance, in the sentence I ate the apple, you can also say the apple is eaten by me. So the second sentence is a passive structure. The apple is the bearer of the action, and 背 is used. For that in Chinese, and the structure is usually, let's say, the apple was eaten by me. 苹果被我吃了 Apple by me ate.、Mm-hmm. Let's give another example. The door was opened by me. 门被我开了打开了门被我打开了 The door by me was opened like that. Yeah. And about 差不多 there are several ways to use this. The first meaning is pretty much something like that, and you use it alone just by itself. Let's say if somebody's asking about the structure of our podcast, and they're kind of confirming something,、mm-hmm. like if I'm explaining what this podcast is, they might say the podcast is for intermediate Chinese language learners. It gives them listening practice and also provides them reading and study material. Is that right? And then I might say "chabodo," like yeah, pretty much. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. If your mom asks you, 考试你准备好了吗 Are you ready for the exam? And you can say "yeah, chabodo," pretty much. The second way is "a 和 b 差不多 which means "a" is not much different from "b." So, for example, Shenzhen and Shanghai 差不多 as in the cities are similar. Yes. 或者比如深圳的天气和休斯顿的天气差不多。对 ，That is true. By the way, common mistakes I see a lot of learners make is they want to say pretty much the same. They say 差不多一样 but you either say 差不多 or you say 一样 We generally don't put them together. And the third way is 差不多 plus a number around this number. 差不多二十人 about twenty people. 嗯哼，你的电脑多少钱？呃，差不多八百块。对，下一个问题也是 Brian 的问题。I think his questions is also what a lot of Chinese learners want to ask. How do you start a conversation with Chinese people? 吃饭了吗 ？That's probably the most useful one you can say. The 吃饭了吗 is the how are you of Chinese. They don't ask <laughs> how are you. There's not really a phrase for that. But they do ask us, "Have you eaten yet?" That is kind of asking, "How are you? Are you nourished? <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> did you eat?" <laughs> And sometimes they'll also ask, "What did you eat?" For example, like even though I'm teaching in America now, I do have a few Chinese students, and they know that I speak Chinese, so they're coming up to me and starting conversations with me. And that normally goes something like, "Nichi zafalama," or if it's right after lunch, they might say, "Nichi shama." And that starts the conversation, and then the small talk goes from there. 对，所以你可以说吃了吗？吃晚饭了吗？吃了什么？你们
在家做的饭吗 ？Did you cook at home? Mm-hmm. And another one that I would say is pretty useful is if you're walking and you pass by someone, you can ask them where they're going or where they're coming back from. So you can say, 去哪儿啊 I actually said something wrong. There is a how are you in Chinese. It's just not used that often, but I still use it, and it's 你怎么样 A lot of native speakers will find it odd. When we do use it, we are using it in a very specific way. We would say, "How are you today?" 你今天怎么样 Or "How was work?" 工作怎么样 If you have kids and you know other parents, you can also ask a very specific thing. That thing 怎么样嗯，孩子怎么样 Yeah, and we would say that in English too. How are the kids? By just saying 你怎么样 it it is a little bit less used. So you need to just add something a little more specific. How are the kids? 孩子怎么样 Or、uh, 今天怎么样下一个问题是 Sean West 的问题。他说 ，How do you say I don't like doing X without doing Y? For instance, I don't like going out without taking a shower. Ooh, I'll let you take this one. I have no idea. You can say 只有 blah blah 才 blah blah. Only when this is met that will happen. So in this case, only when I take a shower, then I'll go out. 只有洗澡。我猜出去可以很好。So pay attention to where you place 猜 It needs to be after the subject. 我猜 Okay. 你猜 Not 猜我 Oh, okay. Another example. 只有你去，我才去 I will not go without you going. There you go. 只有 A 才 B. Only when A happens, B will happen. Hmm. 下一个问题是 Freckles 的问题 I'll take this one. Freckles asks, "How do I start a conversation without the fear of sounding stupid? I would love to speak to the people in my favorite restaurant. I just cannot find the courage." This is a thing, Freckles, where if you want to learn a language. You have to be willing to be a little embarrassed sometimes. You got to be okay with low-level kind of embarrassment. You're going to say something wrong. There's no way that you can learn a language perfectly from beginner stage. You're going to make、mm-hmm. mistakes, and people are going to laugh at you. But that laughter is normally endearing. They're normally flattered that you're trying to speak their language. Put yourself in their shoes. Reverse it. Imagine somebody comes up to you trying to speak English. They're saying something a little bit wrong. You might giggle a little bit, but you're also happy that they're trying to speak and make friends with you, and you'll probably help them out, right? Most people are like that. And if you get people who are annoyed by you speaking Chinese and then don't want to talk to you, which I've run into that too, then okay, don't talk to them. Most people are willing to help and are happy that you're learning、mm-hmm. their language. So don't be afraid. Just do it. Just go for it. I agree with all of that, and I also feel you, Freckles, because I am very easily embarrassed. I can't really put myself in your shoe. You can try prepare for just one or two sentences you're going to say to them. You set at a goal. For instance, you eat at the Chinese restaurant, and you're going to say it was really good. It was really tasty. Just this、mm-hmm. one sentence to them, and when they start speaking Chinese to you, you can switch to English and say, "I'm sorry, I'm just learning." My Chinese is not that good yet, and next time they will be willing to speak Chinese with you very slowly and simply, and gradually you can have some back and forth. 
Mm-hmm. The other side of that coin is you might get somebody who's really excited that you're speaking Chinese, and then they'll just dig a dig a dig a dig a dig a all at you, and you don't understand what they're saying. And some useful phrases for that is 不好意思,我的中文不太好,你说慢一点. Please speak slower. My Chinese is not that good. Mm-hmm.好的,下一个问题是Mario的问题。他的第一个问题是... Did you guys experience any cultural differences in your relationship that made things hard for you or even led to fights? Well, food is a big one, for sure. I am American, so of course I like burgers and tacos and stuff. Um, I know tacos is Mexican food, but I'm from Texas, so it's basically American food. And every once in a while, I want something like that. And Karen likes to eat things with chopsticks. And I also like that. I like Chinese food. You know Actually, Karen, I think I come a little bit more over to your side with the food thing than you come over to mine. You don't like Western food that much, right? Shida, I'm pretty persistent on food, and I hardly ever want burgers. Tacos <laughs> are okay, and sometimes pizzas. 但是汉堡我真的不喜欢。所以我们在中国的时候呢,我觉得75%的饭都是... <laughs> <laughs> 中餐或者是亚洲的料理，比如泰国菜啊、越南菜啊这些。对。Every time I suggest we go get burgers or something, she says no. One out of twenty, she'll say yes, and then she just has to endure it going to the burger place. <笑><笑>而且呢？你说的对，是的。而且我喜欢的汉堡是鸡肉的。Right. <笑> You love KFC. Baiwei就说, there are no chicken burgers. There are only chicken sandwich. Yes. So yes, if it's real burgers with a beef patty, I don't like it. This one is for Baiwei. What are your biggest struggles on your Chinese learning journey? And does your wife's job as a language teacher make things easier? Or even adds more pressure since yourself and other people might have higher expectations. Ooh, hmm. The first part of the question, biggest struggles. I think just like um, gaining enough vocabulary to where you can understand people. Because I think I'm pretty good with tones and grammar. But my biggest problem is just simply not knowing enough words. So whenever I'm conversing with Chinese folks... You know, be talking, 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 and then they'll get to a very key word that I don't know. Mm. And then I don't understand mm-hmm. the whole thing because I don't understand that key word. And then it makes them think, ah, oh, he doesn't understand. And they'll either like not want to talk to me or they'll start speaking English. <laughs> and that can be very discouraging. So I need to put more time mm-hmm. into actually learning vocabulary and making it stick. Mm. Yeah. But you're not embarrassed. You're not easily embarrassed. I would say that's a pro for you as a yeah. learner. Yeah. And as far as Karen's job as a Chinese teacher, does it make make things easier? Mm, we mostly speak English to each other, so definitely doesn't make it easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the podcast. The podcast is what keeps me going. And does it add more pressure? Yes, absolutely. I feel like <laughs> when I tell people that my wife is a famous Chinese podcaster, they think I should be super good at Chinese. And, yeah. 
Anyway. <笑>好的，我们再来看看下一个问题，是 Kasumi Kawa 的问题。他、mm-hmm. 说 ，Karen speaks German, right? Why did she learn it, and is she using German as a, on a regular basis? 我为什么学了德语呢？是因为那个时候我要去德国交换 for an exchange program.、Mm-hmm. 然后我在大学，我的专业是英语，但是我还有一个辅修，辅修的意思是 minor。我的辅修是德语，所以我在大学的时候学了四年的德语，然后有一年是去德国交换了。Am I using German on a regular basis? No, 我现在完全不说德语，因为我现在在中国，所以 I would say my German has gotten worse for sure. I've forgotten a lot of my German. If you're going to learn a language, you have to use it on a regular basis, either with a language partner or with a teacher or with friends. Hmm. 好的，他的第二个问题是 What is a mistake that native speakers make often? 非常好的问题。This mistakes is often shown in writing, not so much so in speaking. People mix up the and the. So one the is 我的 my, and the other the is 说的很好。Hmm. This took me a long time to understand. Yeah. So that the connects verb and a description or a compliment. 比如说 is a verb. And 很好 comments on the verb, and we need the in between to connect that. This is really hard for English speakers to wrap their heads around because there's nothing like it in English. It's a totally、right. new thing. That's just in Chinese. So the mistake I see native speakers make is when they write, they would all just use the 我的 that 的 character. Hmm. His third question is a cultural question. What do Chinese people admire about other countries? Food, lifestyle, etc. Hmm. I think it depends on the person. Surely. 对 it's hard to say it for all Chinese or Chinese people、mm-hmm. in general. 比如说，对我来说呢 ，what I admire about other countries, for instance, Americans, is how much and how natural for them to express love、mm. towards families. Okay. It's quite awkward. For us to say "wahini" to our parents, at least in my generation, or to hug them, hugging is not very big in our culture. Definitely, something I've noticed—a way for Chinese people to show love is to give food to people. That's a big one.、Right? Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is I feel the same way about like Latin cultures because they hug and express love among friends even a lot more so than Americans do. So、mm. I know what you mean. I spoke to a Chinese man one time that I told him I was from Texas, and then he couldn't stop talking about cowboys, and he just thought it was they were amazing and really funny. He was laughing the whole time he talked about them for like the whole thirty-minute taxi ride. He was a taxi driver. Okay. So so pop culture definitely is something for sure. Uh huh. 对。下一个问题是 Bob Lau. Hello, Karen. And by the way, I would like to see pictures of your cats. <laughs>、uh, but in addition, I wondered if you could do an episode on gender discrimination of traditional parents to have boys as opposed to girls. 我竟然没想到这个社会的情况还在中国。I was really surprised by this. As an avid watcher of Chinese TV series, I've noticed a lot of sh- shows 
often have women in strong strong roles. They play strong characters and are the main protagonists of stories, at least in police dramas and wuxia. Well, this is a complex topic because it seems to me that Chinese culture is a bit of a patriarchal culture, not the most. You know, the, there are some conservative and traditional aspects to Chinese culture, but in the modern day, especially in tier one cities, it seems pretty liberal as far as the roles of women and freedoms of women are concerned. You know, they, I mean, in China, women can mm -hmm. generally dress how they want. They can get any job that they want for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. And they do have, they do play um, strong characters in Chinese movies and pop culture and that kind of thing. That's, that's just my perspective on it from living in China for six years. Of course, I lived in a very prosperous tier one city, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Karen? I read the article that Bob cited here, and I think this situation definitely exists in uh, maybe more rural areas and in more traditional families. There's mm -hmm. definitely a gender discrimination, as I can feel it in my mom's generation. Mm -hmm. People preferred boys. We have a family book from my dad's side, and it documented all of the family members of this family lineage were the Zhou family, right? My surname is Zhou. If you are a daughter, your children will not be listed on this family book. Oh, really? Yes. So my name is on the book because I'm my dad's daughter. My dad's children uh -huh. will be listed on the book. Yeah. And Bai Wei's name is on the book, but our children will not be on the book. So they only record the son's offsprings. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely an example. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that the gender discrimination as far as like um, having a preference for male children during the one-child policy days was the fact that in general, if you have a daughter, the daughter will leave and join another family is the custom. Whereas the male, if you have a son, they will stay with your family and bring in income to your family, whereas the daughter just leaves and doesn't contribute anything in the traditional Chinese society. I believe that is changing now. You know, probably in the past, you do live with your in-laws. You do actually move to their home. But now right. people live on their own. So it's not as prevalent anymore. Yeah. So to answer your question, this situation definitely still exists, but it's getting less and less. Major mainstream Chinese media is not ashamed of talking about it and pointing out the problem. So I think that's mm -hmm. why you see some strong female characters in TV shows. What happened to Jeff? Haha. Jeff was the first host of Chill Chat. Probably some of the very old listeners, you know Jeff. I started Chill Chat in 2019. At the time, Jeff was traveling China and he was also my good friend. He is my good friend. I just invited him to do Chill Chat with me because in my head, it needs to be a teacher and a student, Chinese native speaker and a foreigner. Then he went back to the States. David's second question is, if we both work full time, as well as doing chill chat. My job is a language teacher, a Mandarin teacher, and chill chat. Both of them combined as my full time job. I teach and I do chill chat. This happened when I quit my full time job at the company so I could fully devote myself, my time into doing this. And that's when we started doing chill chat seriously, me and Bai Wei. And we've been doing it for three years now. Wow, really? 
Crazy. And I am a history teacher full-time. The mastermind behind all this is totally Karen. She edits the podcast. She makes the material for it. I am the creative director, so I come up with ideas. Whenever we need a clever intro, she asks me. That's about all I contribute other than being the silly Lawai um, co-host. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Bai Wei is a history teacher. I am a Chinese teacher. And mm-hmm. a small advertisement, I teach on italki.com. If you want to have one-on-one online lessons with me, you can check out the link in this description. Bingo. 最后一个问题是配诗的问题. Thank you for giving us listeners this opportunity. You're welcome. I have a question, but I will understand if you don't want to answer it. I'd like to ask why the relocation to the States, because it sounded like China was comfortable to live in. Pretty boring reason, honestly. Um, Karen and I would like to eventually buy a house. Although day-to-day living is more expensive in the States than in China, buying property is significantly more affordable in the States than in Mm -hmm. any city that we would want to live in in China. There's kind of uh, more space, more single family homes available and that kind of thing. So we're working towards that mm-hmm. goal. And so we are probably going to more or less permanently relocate to the United States is where we'll be buying a house and things. So that's really the reason, more for long-term goals. 是的,好的,那这些就是我们所有members的问题啦. I hope we answered all of your questions. Mm, I really enjoyed that. I like taking questions from the listeners. We should do it like every 50 episodes or something. Be fun. 当然可以, In the end, we do have to welcome some new members this week. We have, oh my god, Vibe. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> let me try, let me. Uh, Vibov. Thank you, Vibov. Voila, Vol. <laughs> you sure Thank it's Vibov? Thank you very much. <laughs> we have Jay. Thank you, Jay. 谢谢你, Jason Lai. 谢谢你, Jason Lai. And thank you for your kind message. Vasin. Vasini Art. Oh. My goodness. Vasini Art Mongkalpun. Thank you very much. Thank Good you job. for the challenge Good on job, these names. Way. I enjoy it. We have Wang. <laughs> FXY Wang. Wang. Thank you very much. Flaws. Thank you. Flows. Flaws. Flaws. Flows. Flows. Kasumi. Shiseni Kasumi. Alan Praise. Alan Priest. Thank you very much, Alan Priest. Alan Priest. Thank you. Jenks, the social worker. Shiseni Jenks. Thank you guys so much. Shatsu Zai Jin. Shatsu Zai Jin. Bye.